Welcome to the ECG podcast episode. Coming up on today's show, we're going to be talking Activision Blizzard and Nintendo's big direct with some cool news coming out of it, as well as Hollow Knight getting a sequel being converted from a DLC to a full-blown sequel. We're also going to be talking about some of the big releases, including Anthem, which is live for Premiere members, as well as uh, the uh, 10-hour early access, I believe you can get on Xbox with the Origins account. Crackdown 3, Far Cry New Dawn, and Metro Exodus is huge week for new video games. Uh, my name is Chris Waterman. I'm one of your hosts joining Jacksonville, Florida. Here, actually, at my house tonight, I've got Chris McFadder. Hey! Jay Harvey. How we doing? Both uh, part of the Jacksonville Killer Queen community. They're going to be uh, talking Kingdom Hearts 3 in a full spoiler cast in a separate episode, so check that out if you're into King Heart- Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, also, I'm joined by Bobby Miller from Baltimore. How you doing? How you doing? And Joseph Moran from Bad Bit Games, a.k.a. Hi. Mr. Bad Bit. Yeah, I like this. <laughs> I like this intro. Hi. How's everybody doing tonight? Good. Doing much better. Had a little bit of a false start with <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Equipment will do that to you. Some technical difficulties, but nah, we're, <laughs> we're all doing well. Okay. Been here drinking some whiskey and talking about video games much better than that yeah amen all right well we'll launch right into the news uh not the most conversation topics but uh one that i feel like would be disingenuous not to at least touch on um earlier this week activision blizzard laid off nearly 800 employees uh in uh the same day that they reported record earnings uh just a terrible situation not the kind of thing you want to hear about hard-working talented people losing their jobs um just uh, just an awful thing. What do you guys make of this? Can I can I can I come in? I know you got strong thoughts. Go right ahead, man. <laughs> yeah, so here's the deal, gang. Uh I I love Blizzard. Blizzard's one of my favorite companies. Uh when it comes to video games, they're just special. You look at a game and you're like, that's a Blizzard game. Just like how you look at a Disney movie and you're like, that is Disney. There's a magic behind those games. And ever since they partnered up with Activision. I was worried in the beginning, but it felt like, you know what? Activision's just going to let Blizzard be Blizzard. That's great. That's fine. But as of when Chris Metzen left, and he's one of the creators of uh, Warcraft and most of their games, uh, when Chris Metzen left, uh, there was a, a turn at Blizzard. And what I thought was excitement in the beginning when I saw or heard of Destiny coming onto Battle.net, one of my other favorite developers coming and working with Blizzard in some way, I geeked out. But now, looking with Chris Metzen's departure and uh, uh, Mike Mordheim's departure, all the top members of Blizzard that made Blizzard Blizzard back in the 90s leave, and we see all these suits enter, it gets me, it got me super concerned. And now seeing this happen, where Activision, in the same call, right, Bobby Kotick, CEO, says, hey, we've made the most money we ever had. It was a terrific year, but but we didn't hit our projections. We could do so much better. And then at the same exact time, lay off 800 people. 4,000, I believe the number is 4,000. 600 people work at Activision Blizzard, 800 of which will be losing their jobs starting ASAP. 
And there's, I saw on the on on the news, I was gonna say on Kotaku, where there's a studio up in France where they don't even know if they have a job still. That's because how of the complex labor laws for context. Yeah, yeah. there's uh, because there's a way that that news has to be delivered and that process mm-hmm. has to be carried out. It's mm-hmm. highly complicated in that environment. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's just nuts to me. So from an outsider looking in, I look at this news going, okay, so Blizzard's dead. The Blizzard we love. It's now the Blizzard of, well, you guys got phones, right? Activision's Activision. They're just terrible. Call of Duty, <laughs> the, the most valuable franchise ever. Prints money year in, year out. Had one of their best years. Still a disappointment. After telling people to go out there, buy Battle Pass out there go out there buy some loot boxes right go out there buy this this dumb microtransactions you don't need buy red dot scope for two bucks because it's going to support the developer because games are super expensive to make and then they lay off 800 people while their their games are printing money like overwatch is not making enough money for them but it's the top game on twitch every single day it's in the top 10 or top 20 that's nuts. I've never seen that game below 12,000 people watching at a time. Still not enough for this company, guys. Still not enough. And so Bobby Kodak, not you, Robbie Bobby Miller, I love you. <laughs> this guy comes out, he's like, uh, you know, it's, uh, we're, we're heading in the wrong direction. We need to fix this. I take responsibility. Instead of taking responsibility, this guy, we'll just call him Evil Bobby. <laughs> Instead of taking a responsibility, maybe taking a pay cut of his own, of which he makes $30 million, and that's not with just the bonuses he makes or, or takes at the end of the year. $30 million, roughly, a year. Instead of going, you know what, we're going in the wrong direction until we write the ship, taking a 50% pay cut. Because writing the ship is more important than me getting money, right? Instead of doing that, 800 people out of a job. Now, kids going to have to, you know, Parents are going to have to explain to their kids why they have to uproot their lives and go somewhere else, leave all their friends behind. You know, some people are going to have to ask their parents for a, for a handout or ask their parents if they got a spare room. Some people are going to have to ask a bank for a loan because we didn't, we, we, because one guy thought I'm going to make these crazy predictions and because we didn't hit them, but we still made record profits. Jerry doesn't have a job today. And so with that, my new, not my thoughts on this is fuck Activision. Fuck Bobby Kodak. My question to you guys, and I think that's like the, that's the consensus here, is what do we do as gamers? Like, what do we do? Do we sit back and just go like, all right, well, it happens. And do we, you know, we, we, we all hate Activision. Do we just sit back and go, eh, it happens, and we buy their games? Or do we boycott them? Go, you know what? This is not how you run a company. I mean, I, yeah, I feel like that's a decision you know each individual gamer has to make. Yeah. Um, you know, voting with your wallet is the most powerful thing that you can do as a gamer. Uh, I know for me personally, um, probably the only Activision Blizzard games that I regularly play at this point are Overwatch and Destiny, and <laughs> Bungie is uh, essentially parting ways. Yeah. With Activision, so um, you know uh, I can sleep well at night. <laughs> continue to, <laughs> to support that developer. Yeah. Overwatch a little bit more complicated, 
Uh, yeah, it's a tough call. Um, I saw some some people, maybe it's unfair to say they were downplaying it on the internet, saying, well, it's mm -hmm. mostly marketing jobs and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I understood what they meant by that in, in that, you know, that it, that is a skill set that translates to other industries other than, you know, the video games industry. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's a little easier or there's the potential for them to land jobs in a different field. But it still sucks, you know. Um, yeah. It's it's just there's there's no way to sugarcoat that or say yeah. like ah it's you know it's it's fine. It's just it's it is thing what that, it is. Yeah, uh, and it, it is like you said, it is sort of disgusting in the same breath that they're like, hey, we made more money than ever, and Activision making more money than ever is a lot of money, you know, yeah. compared to other developers. Um, and yet, you know, to to take those staff reductions and to say they could could do better. Uh, I, I feel like, you know, to, to get speak to your point really quickly on Blizzard, and then I'll, um, I'll let some of you other guys jump in here. Uh, you've seen a lot of odd choices, even with them, where it feels like they're being pushed in a way, I think you hit the nail on the head, they're not exactly the same Blizzard that they were, uh, mm -hmm. you know, from the 90s, where like you have things like, uh, what's the, um, the new Diablo mobile that they oh, got? Everybody, yeah, everybody wants that game. We're they, got, they got the <laughs> dog piled <laughs> on at blizzcon and and you know again i have mixed feelings about that because i feel like you know on on the one hand entitled gamers sometimes can be annoying with how they react yeah. to things like that and how yeah. they talk about those things but also you know you don't have your giant fan event tease a new diablo game and then bring that as the only thing that you show you need to yeah. you need to get ahead of that messaging and say hey it's not diablo 3 but we have some diablo news and that way you can temper those expectations. I could understand the frustration on the uh, yeah. you know, fan side for that either. But uh, what are some of the, some of the other guys uh, think? Bobby, Jay, Chris, you got any thoughts on, on this? So this is my first time hearing about it. So what exactly got them all this money this year? Overwatch? Uh, Call Overwatch of Duty? and Hearthstone decks? Yeah, pretty much uh, the recurring income from Blizzard. So anything, yeah, like Overwatch, yeah, Hearthstone, they reported that those games have become a little stagnant, uh, which I understand. I, I have not, I haven't heard much when it comes to Hearthstone in a very long time, but mostly it is Call of Duty, right? It is Black oh, Ops 4, it is right, their, right. you know, yeah, microtransactions. Yeah, I guess it does, it does matter what job positions they did, you know, mm -hmm. like, um, was it somebody working on an old game that they're not supposed from, Which is 800 people all around. Yeah, from what I understand, it's it's more of the esports side, which I found really odd because you wanna, you would think you wanna push esports because yeah, that's episode. where you. I, I mean, you hear a year in year out, it's making more money and more money. So I don't know why you would just pull out of that. It's an industry that's continuing to grow and find some. Yeah. I just got a probably not 30 minutes before. Uh, who play has just started getting into Overwatch like maybe four months ago. And uh -huh. um, Jorge, what's up? Uh, and he just watched his first competitive match of Overwatch League. And he said, I take back every shit talking thing I ever said about esports <laughs> or people that like to watch video games. This is a sight to behold. It's like yeah. watching an NFL match, like if you know what's going on. Exactly. Uh, and that just takes time to catch on. I, I feel like the move here would. For where esports are concerned, would be to double down and not uh, pull back. I think it's a big mistake as well. Yeah. I mean, I think if it were, if it was something like Heroes of the Storm, and I know we're kind of deviating from the point here. I understand that game's not hitting with people, but man, just again, it's eight hundred jobs. You know, it's it's 
And at the same time, we go, we did so good. It's just like, no, you didn't, though. Like, did you? <laughs> if you got if you got to lay off eight hundred people, did you really do that great? Well, it's, so- how are you measuring success, too? Right, that's an important yeah. thing. That's relative. I yeah, says I just, a lot about their values. I guess that that's how they yeah. measure success or failure. Yeah. I mean, just even seeing like oh, like Awada and Nintendo back with the Wii U was just like Awada was just like, this is on me, guys. I'm taking a pay cut. You know, this is this this thing is a lousy launch. My B and take a pay cut. You know, like with the 3DS one, it wasn't working. Awada took responsibility. He had a a, a roadmap paved out and he executed all those things and then i remember when like yeah like when nintendo stopped bleeding and it was on the right track again he was just like okay good give myself a pat on the back you're gonna give myself two two million dollars fine you earned it but like there's a guy that just came in their new cfo my my co-host kyle from the trophy room uh let me know when we were talking about it it was they hired this new cfo Gave him fifteen million dollars just to sit on his ass. You're talking about Activision. Activision, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was they sweetened the the pot, so to speak. To, yeah, I'm like, it, what is this guy going to do? Turn water into fucking wine? Like, what is it? Like, I wish someone would be like, hey, Joe, you're you're going to be so good at this fucking job. Let me tell you something. You know, we're not even going to give you a pay raise. We're just going to give you like fifteen thousand dollars. Here you go. You know, <laughs> that'd be freaking dope. Yeah, I think it speaks to, you know, a larger yeah. where some of these big publishers are uh, the answer to shareholders. They're, they seem often to be very tone deaf to, uh, you know, what makes the industry, you know, great, important, um, enjoyable to be a part of as, as a, you know, or even as a, as a developer. You see that tension a lot between developer and, uh, and publisher, unfortunately. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, we saw that with, you know, like we saw that with Activision Bungie. Right? Yeah, I mean, it was yeah, more alchemy. Yeah, yeah. One of the bigger right? companies will do it. Yeah, and they were just like, "This isn't working. This is a breakup." But you know what? It's a good breakup. This not a good breakup. It sucks. Yeah, definitely. It just uh, doesn't what, make any sense because I mean, the the esports like Overwatch, it was huge because I think that weren't they? Uh, and then they do like the Barclay Center. They had a yep. tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep. it was like 10 million people were watching online. Like, I don't, the, the layoffs just make no sense. And I know that they said that there were whispers around that there were going to be a few layoffs, but they, they never thought it would be as, as big as it is. Yeah, that's a, that's a freaking huge number. Speaking yeah. of the really quickly, and then, you know, we'll go on to a pleasant conversation in a second, but, um, <laughs> you know, the Activision um, Bungie breakup, uh, supposedly that had a pretty big role to play in this because they had a lot of people that were acting in a supporting capacity for things like the DLC, the multiplayer, mm. um, and uh, certainly marketing. I, I guess yeah. that had a big effect on, uh, that's the rumor anyway, is that with that uh, relationship kind of, uh, you know, ending that there was, um, you know, a, a kind of a, a business need for reduction of staff, but I don't know that you could 800 employees, you know, from somebody who's just kind of an amateur asshole here looking at that seems like <laughs> you can't account for probably probably even half that number. I mean, I yeah, that would imagine. And if they were just like, "Hey, listen," so we had a you, you we you've seen the like there's better wording of like, "Hey guys, look at my dick, isn't it so huge?" By the way, eight hundred million or eight hundred people just lost their job. Instead of like rolling that that out and letting the pissing contest begin, um, 
how about instead just be more human about it go listen we had to break up with bungie things did not go the way we wanted it to go there are some you know supporting businesses here or, or jobs that it just doesn't make sense to have them around because yeah, that's a point, sensitive thing to say in a corporate environment oh yeah sure. i mean i yeah. yeah it's my company it, it's hard to say anything you know yeah no i get it I and and that's the thing. It's just you know you have to. It, it's the it's the balance of having to tell your stockholders everything's all right while the roof's on fire, and then how do you let the your customers know, and how do you sell that to them? It's just like Activision knew they're not. There's no way you could put sprinkles on the shit sandwich and call it a Sunday. They're just like it is what it is. Let's just focus on our stockholders. That's the thing that's gonna matter at the end of the day and it sucks i have two more two more pieces that i would like to add uh activision blizzard was 100 best company for from 2015 to uh 2018 yeah uh, that's that puts it right there for you and they were also people magazines uh 2018 companies that care uh, really? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a shot in the back right there yeah, oh there's a trophy you put up on the highest shelf. Yeah, yeah, and I try to be objective as much as possible. But you know, EA and Act big publishers that people love to hate on. But yeah. I, I do feel like sometimes I, I wonder. I'm like, you don't do a lot often to help <laughs> kind well, of sway that narrative away. Like, yeah. every, you know, they've earned some goodwill for something. They do something like this, or something like this happens, mm-hmm. and kind of kind of rekindles that conversation around like how in touch are you with gaming as a as an art form as a hobby um are you just interested is is the bottom line all that you really care about you know the annualization of franchises like upper management cares about the money and i think the bottom level is full of people that care about the game they're making yeah and they're pressured and pushed by that upper level yeah Yeah. It, it was just like with bungie and activision um like I, I played Bungie from Destiny One up to Destiny Two, and I've been disappointed in the series. I've had fun with the series, yeah. but it a lot of the Destiny problems were from Activision pretty much pushing them. Like, hey, we got this, we got yeah, this fast deadlines so, and so forth. Like the the breakup is something I do support, and I do agree with everybody. Yeah, they they are an easy company to hate on, and you know I was having a conversation with. No, not going to name names, but it was just like, it was just this conversation of like, I, we, we always kind of want to be the contrarian sometimes of like, oh, it's just fun to hate EA or Activision. But when sure. you look at it, it is, there is a reason why people hate on EA and Activision it's because they're not like Ubisoft, Bethesda, or any of these other companies who at least have a great facade. Like Pete Hines, when he's on stage at Bethesda, you actually think he gives a shit and then fallout 76 rolls out and you're like (laughs) yeah but like you think they care with activision ea when andrew wilson like ea comes out and andrew wilson is on screen that guy fucking looks like he drinks blood like there is no way (laughs) we love games and what they represent it's he's not even british but it's just it's just like it's it's bullshit It, it comes out as crocodile tears to a degree or like you know that's just a facade like activision doesn't even it doesn't even try and that's the thing like ea sometimes gives a 
valiant effort. It's kind of like they're like the Hillary Clinton of like video games. It's like, hey, what's up, youth? Go out there and so you know, Pokemon Go. Let's let go to the polls or whatever. Like that's what EA is. They'll bring out the latest YouTuber on stage to you know to push out their shit. Activision is just like you're gonna buy Call of Duty. It's Call of Duty, and you're gonna like it. And here it is. That's it. There's just there is no facade to EA or Activision. Yeah. That's why it's so easy to beat them when they're down. They like, don't even react most of the time to types of cycles when they happen. Like all them ever commenting when the uh, Infinite Warfare trailer was the most downvoted like YouTube video ever. <laughs> they don't even they don't even bother commenting on it. I think they're so what. You know, yeah, who fucking cares? Like, you're, gonna watch it. you're gonna buy it in six months anyway, YouTubers. who are gonna hate on it right now, it's right? Like, you're gonna stream it anyway. Who cares? And just like move on, you know? Yeah. To absolutely. quote, to quote the guy from BlizzCon or BlizzCon, is this an early April? Like, like yeah, yeah. And, and again, like that's the, the, the that's where I feel. Like I get where you're coming from, but I also don't feel like that behavior's called for. And not always necessarily directed in the right spot. You know what I mean? Sometimes that kind of stuff. There's a way to criticize. And I think that the thing is, it's there's a way to criticize these companies that I feel like most people in the entertainment field or or people who want to cover games or whatever have you, they just do it wrong. Mm -hmm. And it is a very much, if it bleeds it, uh, it's super easy to make it, you know, let's shit on EA video. Um, Yeah. It, it's but it's harder to look at it objectively, but it's also there's a, there's a degree where it's am I apologizing for EA? Are we just like are we going to forgive? Are we so easy to forgive EA that they closed down Visceral that they don't know how to handle a Star Wars game if it's even fucking directed by one of the greatest game directors ever? Right? Like like are we going referring to, to Amy Henning? I'm assuming there. Oh, yeah, yeah. You I know, feel like that's all, all the studios they've bought just to close them down right it's just like that's the thing it's it's just like this fine dance so like when it comes to activision we're gonna we're gonna make fun of activision we're gonna take the few cheap shots it's the internet but when the beta comes out i stated this on the trophy room stated it again every youtuber every podcaster who's like activision's a bunch of dicks they're gonna like let's boycott them if they're gonna turn around play this this beta or whatever they're going to be very impressed they're going to have their shocked faces uh, in the thumbnail and it's just they're they're going to just roll with it did you just, like i think maybe on another show be interesting to- yeah um like maybe like the the five best things that activision has done in the last five years the five worst things that activision's done <laughs> kind of a pros and cons list you know yeah um yeah. same thing with ea um i'd be interested to do that but um, we probably should move on to the uh, Nintendo. Everybody that uh, lost their you know job this past week, it sucks. It's terrible. Um, you know, I hope they find work elsewhere and uh, you know get back on their feet quickly. Um, so yeah, moving on to the Nintendo Direct, a little bit divisive from what I've been seeing on the internet. Uh, depending mm-hmm. on what you were a fan of and what you enjoy, maybe some people uh, thought this Direct was stronger than others. Um, I personally. Um, thought there was some interesting, good information to come out of it. It didn't exactly blow me away, but um, I, I kind of listed out some stuff here I thought would be um, interesting to talk about. 
Um, first thing, pretty straightforward. We now have an answer to is Mario Maker going to be ported to the Switch or are they going to do a sequel? And the answer is the latter. We are getting a sequel, Mario Maker 2. I personally uh, did not ever get to play Mario Maker, um, but I watched a shitload of YouTube videos and it looks rad. How about you guys? Yeah, this one, uh, very surprised when it was <laughs> dropped first because I was like, what does this mean for the last thing they have? I was surprised. Yeah. I liked it. I, I generally came off high on this direct, but yeah, Mario Maker, awesome. Jay, I know you're a Nintendo guy. Did you play? Yeah. Mario um, Maker so one? I actually don't play Mario Maker. It's really, mm-hmm. really good for. T- it's like really good for the streaming community and so forth because like the chat can interact and build stages for the streamer to play. And it's like I know it's a weird point of view, but really good for Twitch and streamers. No, I think it's built for that. That's the type yeah. of thing that is, it's a spectacle, right? It's, you know, it's one thing to play, but again, here, me as an example, like I've never uh, touched a controller, but I've watched a show of Mario Maker videos. <laughs> Same exact way. Like, I, I don't play it. I have it and I'm going to buy the second one. I'm going to geek with it for the regular game thing. I'm going to geek with it for three. I'm never going to touch it again. You know, yeah. it's, it's perfect. It's going to be worth it. And I'm excited. Yeah. What about you, Chris? Have you ever played a Mario Maker game? I've watched tons of videos. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, yeah. <laughs> right on, man. Right on. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Um, overall, the direct was very much geared towards anime. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed that, but every other thing was kind of anime themed or RPG themed. So, uh, it, it was, was interesting. Yeah, it was a very Japanese focused. Uh, yeah, yeah, like it, like uh, what is it the the mech game that they showed, uh, Astral Chain, which looked dope. Not gonna lie to you, looked cool. Yeah, even down to uh, even down to Legend of Zelda that was. Yeah, like very Japanese. Which I another was divisive thing. Some people hated the arts. Well, those people are wrong. I loved. Of Link's Awakening, like the, to have a Zelda game on like a Game Boy, and I had the old school gray giant brick with like the four, you know, double uh, A batteries in the back of it. Um, <laughs> like that was uh, was my jam. You know, it was a little bit of a pain in the ass, like in terms of like how items and stuff were used. So I'm hoping with more buttons on the Switch, they can kind of streamline, take modernize the game a little bit, kind of like they just did with uh, Resident Evil Two. You know, not a one to one comparison, but you know, in terms of the quality of the remake and just making the the game feel like a modern game, you know, but still keep the the spirit of the original. But, uh, yeah. yeah, the art style didn't bother me personally. Yeah, I loved it. I like for skipping all the way to Zelda, which is cool. It's kind of Tarantino esque. Yeah. Um, I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. It's different. Like even even to the extent of like, yeah, it looked like an anime, but kind of looked like an old school one. Just dope. I'm not an anime guy. Anime is for dorks. I'm fully aware. Of <laughs> oh, throwing shade, man. <laughs> yeah, <no laughs> way, dude. What they gotta do. What they gotta do. They have powers and kick my ass. Um, yeah, it's it, it looked <laughs> awesome. I love the art style. And then when you get down to the gameplay, it reminded me of a Link Between Worlds, which is a Zelda. I I, I personally never played Link to the Past. So, uh, Link Between Worlds is one I loved. Reminded me of that. He had cute ass chibi link. He's chibi. He's cute. He's fucking adorable. Fit him in my pocket. Feed him some oats. <laughs> God damn, he looked awesome. But that made me kind of think of the back of my mind. Would love a breath of the wild. 
you know, Zelda game, but whoa, cool. Yeah, I like the old school style Zelda game, so I'm really, mm. or not Link to the Past, one of the Really? Yeah, that's one cool. of the first games I ever played was Link's Awakening on, on Game Boy, and I played it a lot because it was the only game I had. So uh, that's a good game. If you're only gonna have one game, not a bad title, I think. Yeah, too. No, no, no. yeah. Right on, man. So I'm definitely excited for this one. I like my retro games, so this is gonna be a nice like um, flashback to that. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I I honestly didn't like it because it seemed like it. Only because it seems like it feels like the PlayStation Vita, uh, Sony again, but like the 3DS, it just it didn't seem like there was anything for the 3DS. Like yes. it was, it was like <laughs> we're just gonna go off Switch now. Pretty much the 3DS is now Switch. It yeah, just, well, that's it felt, the thing it felt that like I... that. That that was weird to me. Yeah, it was to me. It was the perfect marriage of like, okay, guys, we know what you think the Switch is. Let's embrace it. It is like the 3DS. <laughs> It, it technically the ds line has lived a very beautiful life yeah mm-hmm. just like kylo ren's motto let the past die it's time to let this yeah die. i agree yeah. with that you yeah know? i mean it's inevitable that console sunset at some point they're yeah. they're going to produce less games for it as time goes on it only makes sense the switch is portable it's got a lot of power under the hood it's going to become more and more affordable as time goes on um if you own a 3DS, I understand, you know, that it's always a tough thing to see the console support start to drop off. But I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I knew once they switch Pokemon, uh, once Pokemon comes to the Switch, 3DS. Yeah. 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 Game over for Dunzo's. Game Boy. Yeah. yeah. Pokemon <laughs> moves away. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Dunzo's. But it was awesome, man. I, 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 I really liked it. Oh, could we? Could, I don't know. I don't want to force subject change. Could we talk about Tetris? Yes. Oh, oh the Tetris game? Yeah, Because I got a story to tell you guys, okay? <laughs> Kick it off. When, um, when the, oh, ah, the he, what's his name? The guy that does all the directs. Oh, uh, uh. Oh, man. You're not talking about Reggie, right? No, no, yeah, no, no, no. Oh, you know, well, yeah that, that's Asian. all that was picture. Asian Reggie, okay. <laughs> Asian, 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 Asian Reggie. So, Asian Reggie, Reggie comes out. And he's just like, what up, guys? You know, you guys really like the online service, right? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> you guys no, like Tetris, right? I'm like, I just got Tetris effect. Let me tell you something. You play that VR, you, you, real talk, and, you, and you're on yeah. a substance. I'm not going to tell you which one. Yeah. yeah, I love it. I have it for my VR as well. Yeah, you yeah. blitz one up, and it's like seeing God's eyes. And so, <laughs> and so I'm like, I don't need another Tetris game. I saw the logo. And I was just like, they're going to announce a, a Tetris Battle Royale game. And then they're like, Tetris 99, you and 99 players. I was like, no, Tetris, I was fucking joking. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, no fucking way. I, I found it hilarious, man. But like, people are legitimately addicted to this thing. I, I that is amazing. started playing this today uh, because yeah. I was the cheap son of a bitch that was like, you're online. It's terrible. Again, with your wallet i'm not spending it i i don't care if it's only you know what is yeah. twenty dollars a year yeah. i don't care it's bad i i i had your free trial and even that i felt robbed <laughs> of time i didn't pay a penny but but like the time that i spent um and there just there was a lot of problems with it it's like nope sure. uh, i'll wait for them to fix this 
Sure. And then this trailer dropped, uh, you know, for uh, and it was like, huh, this is an odd thing. I don't know how that is going to work or if it would mm-hmm. even be good, but I love Tetris. Yeah. And then all day long, my Twitter feed is and Facebook full of people going, holy <laughs> shit, this game is incredible. It's fun. It's that one more game uh, thing. There's yeah. some strategy involved. There's some skill yeah. involved in terms of, you know, just how good are you at Tetris? But also there's a lot of things that, you know, um, kind of, even if you're a, a bomb ass Tetris player, uh, there's all these new factors that you have to consider that make it uh, in a lot of ways a new game. Mm-hmm. And I sat uh, in bed this afternoon prior to taking a nap for like a good hour and just like it was a like game after game after game after game after game. Uh. And I could totally see this being something that daily on my lunch break, I, I you know, connect to the to the Wi-Fi at work and yeah. just like, I mean, especially if you get into the top 10, it gets so frantic and you have so many less targets because you can change who you're sending the the trash box to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, so kind of having that strategy. And then there's no worse feeling than seeing the little, the, you know, the reticles get on your screen and you're like, oh, fuck, two people are sending me a garbage <laughs> box now and I have to yeah. like deal with this it's just it's great man i i uh, what can i say they got me when i heard the good reviews i uh, i i put my annual subscription i paid my fucking dues and uh <laughs> i feel like <laughs> not because of the online features or anything else like even my opinion on that i've got that in the form of an nes classic with the regular controllers like don't really need those games on the go no shit yeah. i love i love my nes games but with all the stuff on the Switch, like I'm not realistically going to play that very often. But this game right here is worth the twenty bucks that I just paid for the year. All right, all right. And now, when the when the trash box come in, can they go in? Advantage? Like, if a trash box clears a line, so you have a brief. If you clear a line, like it's like a there's a vertical kind of meter on the line, right? Okay. As you clear lines, you can mitigate or completely eliminate those trash box mm-hmm. and. It looks like I, you know, I haven't gotten to. I've only played it like about an hour or so, but it looks like you might be able to send some of that shit back, like if you're able to fully clear oh, what okay. they, they've sent right. to you. So kind of not only mitigate, but you can kind of turn it into an offensive attack. Looks like I don't know for sure. I haven't, you know, like gotten into like the deep nerd shit of like looking at like the tips and strategies, but yeah. um, it, it is satisfying. And the cool thing is, as you um, eliminate players. There's a little player eliminated counter on the right side of your uh, screen um, in your your actual uh, Tetris feed, and it with each player eliminated at certain benchmarks, the trash that you send gets heavier with the more people that you eliminate. So you're incentivized to really select your targets and try to and be opp- opportunistic because it's like 25, <laughs> I think 50, maybe beyond, and what you're sending the player. So you really start to hurt people pretty bad if you're being that player that's taken other players out. So and, so like like somebody with like 15 kills can like just wipe someone out. Yeah, they're players. they're dangerous. So you you're prioritizing targets to take people out, but also it's important to select players that are you can see the players that have those benchmarks hit mm-hmm. to try to to target them so that they don't become more dangerous as you get into the end game. Right. right, right. Um it is it's fantastic and it's it's so wild too. I don't know how they make it like magic but you have your main Tetris screen, which everyone's familiar with, like your, right. your board, so I guess for lack of a better word. But to both sides of it, you can see tiny representations of everybody else's Tetris board as you're playing. So, you, you know, like this is the type of game I think I'm going to my television for strategic reasons, like right. more clearly being able to see how 
company's doing so that I can pick those targets faster and have a better idea. Um, I'm having a ball with it. I highly recommend it. Even if you buy a month of the Nintendo Online just to yeah, check this game out, good. it's it's totally fucking worth it. If you like Tetris. I probably will invest a month because that's the one thing holding me back. Stupid $20. So I probably will invest it. It sounds great. Yes, yeah, since we're here talking about this, I'm <laughs> really excited to go play it. Hey, well, we're done podcasting. <laughs> we'll fire it up on the sheet. Yeah. That sounds dope, man. Cool. Um, and yeah, anybody else check it out? Check it out yet or have any thoughts? Uh, I am not. I'm not a Tetris guy. I am. I just. I. They sounds like I would waste so much time, and now I'm... <laughs> <laughs> it's a minimal time commitment. That's the I, great thing I'm about. Still it. thinking about it. Like I would have downloaded like right now. Thanks. Yeah, do it, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the last thing we'll touch on news. Um, and this is just brief. Mm-hmm. Complete fucking Hollow Knight. Like just like absolute gushing fan um it's cool uh news that they announced um you know that uh what was planned to be a, uh, a dlc add-on to hollow knight is now going to be um released a little bit later they're going to take some more time and it's going to be a full-blown hollow knight um sequel uh with hornet as the playable character uh, a memorable character from the original hollow knight game i think this is super cool uh, I had so 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 much fun. I know Chris. Uh, I sat in uh, the uh, at uh, Keg and Coin, our local barcade here, for probably a half hour, just gushing about this game to you when I was playing it. <laughs> um, it. It is if you're a fan of Metroidvanias, if you like a tough as nails boss fights uh, like a Souls game, um, Hollow Knight is a game you should not sleep on. I think it's criminally undercharged in terms of what. Like I can't believe they priced it so low. Uh, mm-hmm. It is a game that you, you know. I think with the secret quests and some of the other stuff that I, I won't spoil um, that you can do that make the game even more enjoyable. Um, it was around like 50 hours, I want to say, uh, the full game to do everything. And uh, it, like none of it felt like filler. Um, just a great game. And to have a full-blown sequel now has got, I'm drooling, you know, just watching the, um, you know, the little uh, video that they had posted, um, Team Cherry, and uh, looking at some of the screenshots, like, yes, more. That's pretty much all I got to say. Give me more. <laughs> I'm not a big. Uh, I'm, I'm. I played. I think like the first hour of it, and I really liked it. But for some reason, I think I picked it up on at September, and I think that's when you know, like all the holiday games are coming out. So yeah. I just got bombarded with other stuff. But Hollow Knight is a game that I need back into. It's awesome to see that it's getting a sequel. I, I'm I'm excited that. You're excited. That's not. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Pre-recording, you know, you and I were talking about games. Yeah. Games. Um, I can't emphasize enough. Like, uh, they, it follows that template in a lot of ways, and that there is the risk reward. You know, when you die, you drop your currency, which you use sure. to upgrade and buy items. Uh, you have one chance to get back to it. Uh, the boss fights. You know, you learn the telegraphs. Um, they're all pretty tough, uh, but you know, once you've kind of got a boss down, it's a great feeling that you're just dodging everything. And then the power curve is something that you don't have so much. Yes, you level up, but in terms of like the um, moving around, uh, it, it's more of a Metroidvania in that way. And that, um, like, the more time you invest in a Hollow Knight, the more move sets you have, which means that you know boss fights uh, become a little more complicated but also more enjoyable. Like as you master that kind of platforming and, and jumping and dodging and all the different you can do, 
Um, yeah. It's uh, it, it gets infinitely more enjoyable, I think, um, the more time. And then there is, you know, again, I, I without spoilers, there is a section of the game that you can play uh, really before you you take on the final boss. But I think it's worth doing it blind and then kind of discovering what to do for the you know the secret bit afterwards. There's a whole secret yeah. quest, including an area that you go to that is unlike anything else in the game. Uh, and it's very challenging and uh, just it's so great. The music's great. I just yeah, get back to it, man. If you have some time, it's a good right. one. You can pick up in kind of I won't say bite sized chunks, but it's a good one. To, like if you have an hour to kill, like, you know, yeah, on the train or plane, wherever um, it's it's a great game to sit down and play. All right. Yeah, without a doubt, I'll give it I'll give it a go. Sweet, right anybody else play Hollow Knight? I don't play Hollow Knight. <clears throat> there was another Venya game. Um, and the direct, it was kind of more anime focused. That looked pretty good. I was thinking about going in on that one. I don't remember the name. Though. It was. Um, Is it? Uh, so I didn't watch the full direct. I will confess, like I kind of just oh, watched some of the. Oh, some of the other I, was it? There's Demon X Machina. Is that it, or is that not the oh, one? Man, I don't know. I want to say it was like Bloodstained. Oh yeah, yeah. There is uh, so yeah. Duh. I should have added that. I totally spaced. Is I was it the right show. one? Yeah, it's Bloodstained. Yeah, okay, yeah cool. it's. Um, so they made a 8-bit version of that game as a stretch goal, or not of that game, I should say. It was like a, a standalone title called Curse of the Moon that you can get on the Switch for a few bucks that's in the style of the Nintendo Castlevanias, and that was excellent yeah. if you like that yeah. type of game, for better or worse. Uh, it definitely has like the knockback mechanics that make it frustrating if you didn't grow up with those types of things. Mm-hmm. But yes, this is the full release that is uh basically um a a symphony of the night style yeah yes exactly Um, what it looked like yeah yeah we got finally got a release date for that i've been looking forward to that game for the last year and a half so yeah thanks for bringing that up man it it did look (laughs) awesome if you if you have this bit check it out because that game sold me and i never heard of it before i just saw the trailer it's a lot of the original creators um from the the castlevania series i'm speaking on uh god the he is a pioneer like of that genre essentially started uh, his own company to do you know do this in this in this style they cool. kind of put something else on like that so yeah cool love sympathy tonight probably will like this so i'm excited yeah i can't wait it just it now finally has a release window i'm not a big castlevania guy not gonna pretend i am but to think that of a game a series that i missed as a child um seeing this game gets me excited for sure. It really does. Just to step back in uh, to something that I missed out on. Awesome. I'm pumped. It's a great Kickstarter story too, right? Like, you know, they hit a good example. Put it out when it's ready. And it usually bodes well, I think, you know, for yeah. a game like that. Yeah. Cool. Without a doubt. Well, we're just going to quickly fly through these new releases. Um, you know, uh, I know that we've, we've talked a good bit about Anthem um on the past show so really just going to kind of note that it's out uh it seems like it had some server issues this morning um that have since stabilized uh seems like people are enjoying it i discussed some of my concerns from the uh the demo that i participated in i i am not 100 percent sold on this game i am a wait and see definitely not a day one buy on this but hey it's out there in the wild and we'll shortly i'm um, pumped fun fact about that i had the ability problem that you had mm-hmm. uh, just turned it off i'm good yeah good for i'll wait for the full release yeah 
I mean, yeah. there's a lot to like about it. I think, as I've said before, um, I just, it's one of those things that yeah. there's so much out, uh, in, you know, on the horizon that, uh, I, I am going to kind of wait, but, um, I think it'll do well regardless, yeah. you know, it's got, it was really fun. It was really fun to try, we tried to get far, me and a couple of guild mates from Final Fantasy 14. We tried to get really far through Anthem, but we all had the ability problem. So we're just going to wait. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm so VIP demo came out. It's a garbage demo. It was a bad demo. Public demo comes out. I usually, when I do play demos, usually for an hour, I get a feel for it, hour or two. I don't want to, because or else I feel like when I buy the game, I'm playing the same thing all over again. You're burned out. Yeah. Yeah. You've already invested. And so with that, playing Anthem, though, I got to tell you, I was, I played that game for like, couldn't stop, like at least 10 hours. I was hooked. I love, I love, I love the promise that this game has so far. I fucking love the uh, the wizard, whatever we're calling that, storm uh, mm-hmm. javelin. Yep, awesome! Holy crap, so great. To me, this is a day one buy for me. It's not a you know EA access. Here's a flowchart. Bull crap. I'm pumped for this game. This is a day. Yeah, one. and you're not yeah. the only one, man. I, like it's you know that. This game will come out and have plenty of content and be smooth and all that. I'm sure, you know, there's the possibility it'll be fine. I think I said on the last episode, yeah. I understood that it was a demo, you know, um, that they, you know, it was an older build or whatever. But uh, I just, for me, it soured my excitement enough to where I'm going to wait at least, you know, uh, probably a couple of weeks at the minimum to really see, you know, what what ends up happening, how what the launch date of the game, how, how deep is the story, what kind of gameplay loop there is, how deep does that progression system go? That's all stuff that I, you know, with destiny already being an ecosystem that I'm heavily invested in. Yeah. It's hard to take on, you know, another games yeah. and service like that um, at the same time. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, Crackdown three, not much to say about what I expected <laughs> Metacritic wise. It seems like <laughs> it's, it's fun. If you know yeah. what you're getting into with Crackdown, if you like yeah. Crackdown one, it's kind of more of the same of that. It's more in the spirit of that collect orbs, Power up, do some wild shit. Pretty mediocre story, pretty mediocre gameplay. Uh, seems like most people are saying that it plays and feels like a game that's been in development a long time. So, yeah, yeah not much really to say, I guess. Yeah, um, I, I got something to say. No, 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 no. Okay, go ahead. I just mean yeah. for, for personally. Yeah, I got this man. game for what it seems like. I got it for free because I got an email <laughs> from GameStop saying that my copy of Crackdown 3 is has shipped. I was like, I did not buy this game. I'm a huge Crackdown fan. I love the first Crackdown, one of my favorite original Xbox games. But two sucked. Not sucked, sorry. Let me use better language here. Wasn't a fan of it. Um, (laughs) I didn't like the the direction it took midway through the game. And so when I saw three, I was just like, really? Crackdown's a game that you Okay, sure. Would have liked a fable, but here we are. Um, I'm not an Xbox guy at all, right? I host a, a, a podcast called The Trophy Room, a, pay, a PlayStation podcast for a reason. So watching my friend Luke Lore uh, play this game, I am shocked that this game came out. Because, again, I know I need to use better language. I'm not like my president. I don't have the best words. But holy shit. It looks like they took an original Xbox game, and they're just like, okay, let's just take all these asset, uh, assets. Let's just toss them in this game. It doesn't need to be polished. They're just, it doesn't even need to look good. It's just, let's just put them in this game. It looks awful. This yeah. game, not very good. 
from what I've seen of it. And this is coming from I I got this game for free, and I'm like, how do I return this game? I don't want. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, uh, big publisher like Microsoft or yeah. you know, Last Guardian under Sony. Like when uh, I guess at some point they have to try to recoup what they can <laughs> to sure. put it out there, but usually not a good end story and uh, this didn't surprise me at all i was just like yeah this is exactly what i expected right around thing is, 65 like, i'm metacritic i think yeah. so it's just like final fantasy like 15 like i i get it's not everybody's favorite final fantasy but game came out it's fine yeah Kingdom Hearts, 13 goddamn years someone played that when they were a teenager had a kid Chris is raising his hand over here. Yeah. It's <laughs> 13 fucking years old. Like, it's just like that game came out and I, it's great, right? Like it's getting good reviews. Solid. It just goes to show you that Xbox does not know how to fucking publish a game. And, and like a lot hopefully, of people. Like, that is something that's changing. You know, again, totally a topic. Hopefully. Hopefully. It seems like they're taking a lot of steps. I but believe like, this was started probably under the uh, Don Matrick era of you and, know, and here's the thing, Xbox though. and oof. yeah, like my, my my whole criticism of that line of logic, like I understand this game came out, there was a different type of leadership around said game. Understand that, but you're still supposed to be a good steward of that project, whether you handle it well or not. Like for example, EA with with Star Wars. And with the way that they handled it, like Andrew Wilson has not been a good steward of that property. He came in as CEO after that deal came in. That's he, that's his job to make that series. Great. He has not hit that on like Phil Spencer. You could give me all these promises that you've changed, but like the games we've seen, um, you know, like sea of thieves. I, I bet it's better. Now it had a week. Where was the game to, to stream on? But Sea of Thieves comes out, lukewarm. State of Decay is State of Decay. Holy shit. Right? And then you got some winners in there, like like your Forza, but like the games that they've come out with in this generation does not have me hopeful for their next... Mm, uh, maybe not their games, but the studio acquisitions, I think, trying to have a clean play. Everything's going to yeah. here on out. Uh, I would I would argue and make the counterpoint that they uh, that Phil Spencer has been a good steward simply because you know and it's something that I, I think they touched on maybe on Fox podcast this week. Um, mm-hmm. They did pull this from the Xbox One X release schedule, and I don't think that was so much the game wasn't ready to ship as that this is not the game that we need to put as a showcase title for this powerful console. I think that's a leadership decision, um, you know, to, to basically acknowledge that this is not, I, you know, I, frankly, this is me more in my tinfoil hat mode here right now saying that mm-hmm. it's no coincidence that they release this in a week where Anthem and everything else is coming out, you know, Metro Exodus. Oh, yeah. I, I think they're sending this game out to, to, <laughs> to die, frankly. I think that yeah. they know it doesn't really matter when it comes out. It may as well come out you know, now, because uh, yeah, that's the date that they had said, like, it's, you know, come hell or high water, it's going to be out. Um, they, yeah, they knew what they were pushing, and that's why this game got no coverage. Yeah, yeah, you know? it sucks. Yeah. But it, it is what it is. Uh, far on this, I didn't play five. 
I enjoyed Far Cry 3 and 4. This looks like if you're into Far Cry, you'd enjoy it. Otherwise, there's a lot that stands out to me. Anybody Same. else want to add anything on that one? I, I love the Far Cry series, but for some reason, this one just... It doesn't appeal to me for some reason. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I mean, it's not even... I mean, it's it's only 40 bucks. I, I mean, that that got me, but uh, I don't know. I just It seems like they missed the mark a little bit from an outsider who... Yeah. I at least uh like Blood Dragon and uh Far mm. Cry uh Primal were so fucking insane looking like from yes. where those games were spawned from that I was yeah. like all right this looks like you're going in a completely wild direction same map but you know way different assets and feel all right this just seemed more of like a sequel that they didn't want to fully fund or develop so they just you know kind of came out with uh mm-hmm you know this this add-on but hey yeah it seems like just a dlc is correct yeah that's twenty dollars more than it should be maybe i don't know that's just season pass yeah chris are you okay yeah sorry i accidentally hit the (laughs) (laughs) that's fine it happens buddy the final title here um actually has me uh, a little bit surprised that it got reviewed. Inspired me to uh, finish my playthrough of Metro 2033. Because um, I, as I had said, I think on our inaugural episode, um, I had started playing that and it just, um, it seemed like a game that would have been fine when it came out. Just it seemed to age very well. The shooting felt weak. The story was fairly generic, at least in the early hours. And uh, it just, yeah, a lot of the shooter campaigns just don't age well as you, kind of innovate and yeah. the graphics get better um and uh, this pad has really good reviews i think it's sitting at like in the mid eight uh for most sites um some a little better some a little worse but uh it sounds rad it's a little sandboxy a little more open uh item management uh, apparently some cool character interactions um so i think I'm, i might push through and finish uh 2033 uh blitz through last light maybe on the easy difficulty just so i get the story beats and uh i may check this out Hmm. Yeah, if I could, if I could return Crackdown too, <laughs> I'll do it. Might be hard without that proof of purchase, there, buddy. Yeah, no, I talked to him about it. <laughs> just, just take it to Walmart; they take back anything. Yeah, you think so? It's yeah. on the original games. Put yeah. something in the case. And- I uh, I will not comment, uh, you know, with uh, the specific item or time, but I have definitely returned <laughs> stuff at Walmart that I did not purchase at Walmart <laughs> before. Listen, we'll talk after this podcast <laughs> what you may or may not have done. I may or may not. Okay. <laughs> there you go, man. Uh, what about you guys? Anybody play a Metro? Uh, curious about this one? Interested? It's Metro Prime Four. No, no, this is Metro Exodus. So Metro is a series about it's post-apocalyptic oh, Russia, where people live in these like subway tunnels, and there's these crazy like mutant rats, and there's like warring factions. You've got like the uh, evolution of Nazis and like communist soldiers. There's all you know. It's uh, it's a wild. It's, they're based on our, uh, sci-fi novels. Um, there's some cool stuff in the, at least the first game that I've played um it's i think it's just more the age of the game you know made it a little less palatable but um this this is the latest iteration it's the third in the series i guess it follows the other two games and where those first two were very linear you're going through these tunnels um from spot to spot this is you emerge out into a bigger area 
and it has a lot of the same mechanics and obviously the same story continued, but it's more sandboxy mm -hmm. in terms of like the side quest and being able to explore a little bit more. And they've added in some uh, mechanics where I guess when it gets uh, dark, danger, you know, sort of increases. So, there's yeah. there's a lot of, uh, you know, new interesting features. So it's hard to invest yourself once a game's at the third game. You know, it's hard to have to go back, do one, then two, and get ready for three. It's a large investment, so I'll probably pass on this one. Yeah. yeah. Well, so Zach and Adam, both, you know, uh, by the way, RAP. No, I'm just kidding. They'll be back uh, next week. <laughs> um, they had said, just watch the IGN in five minutes video yeah. and check it out if it gets good reviews. Like, they had a good feeling about it. So um, I'm just I'm pleased to see that it, it's got a good score. Uh, I know, I, like, some of the preview coverage I'd read, like, people weren't too hot on it from the, you know, uh, games media so it's that's cool good good pleasant surprise this week anyway for me yeah yeah i i picked it up i like i said before i at e3 last year i pre everything and uh they all just keep coming like as i was setting up uh the amazon package was here and that was in it and apparently i got another game that came out this called the liar princess and the blind prince i have no clue what the hell that is but uh <laughs> oh i know what that is i know what it is world. i don't it, yeah, it's a big ass like case too. I was oh shit. Yeah, I was excited, but uh, I still don't know what the hell it is. It's yeah. a hentai game. Yeah, yeah it's got to be. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, so many tentacles, so many orifices. So oh my, yeah. Oh boy, can't let the wife see. So, have you spent any time with Me Metro? I I played a little bit of the other ones. I believe I had them on the PS3 mm -hmm. for I can't remember what the first one was. Uh mm. but it didn't keep my attention. Uh I I think I was balancing in between that and the Sniper Elite series. Uh they were just very similar. Gotcha. Uh, and I just never <laughs> stuck with the Metro series. The new one though, have you played it at all? No, no, I literally yeah. just as right before we started, I the she keeps my packages in the garage and I opened it and it that came Nice. Cool. Well, so I'll um, give it a whirl we'll, this weekend. Yeah, I mean, let's check back on it because yeah, uh, you'll you'll be a deciding factor. Type of for me, like if I don't play it now, like it, it's you know again so many games to play. It's always nice to pick something like that up on sale when there's a little bit of a dead zone in the yeah. schedule. Uh, it seems like it's a little bit more robust, um, which frankly for me these days is, is more of a turnoff than it used to be, where free time becomes more uh, you know rare. Um, I think the, they were saying like. 30, 40 hours like for the campaign, which is huge because the uh, Lord. the other two games were, I think, around like 12 to 13. So um, hmm. here, maybe. But yeah, let me know what you think. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. So we're going to uh, go into our rotating segment, which is most heartbreaking video game memory. No real restrictions here. This could be uh, anything around the hobby of video games where there's heartbreak. It could be a console that got bricked, a save that you lost, a breakup that you were going through, and a game that you associate with that. Really, it is a open uh, floor as far as all that goes. Um, Chris, we'll start with you, man. You've been a little quiet tonight, so I'm going to give you the opportunity. Uh, you have a, um, a particular video game memory that's uh, that's heartbreaking for one reason or another. I would... <laughs> I would honestly say it was probably when um when Dom died. I'm sorry, dude. but like it was like a big group of my friends. We we followed the Gear series ever since it first came out, and mm -hmm. like when we finally got to that that scene, there was like probably like eight of us just like no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That's eight, eight grown men sobbing into their beers. Yo. Exactly what happened. Yo, yo, same. I, I, because when Gears One came out, I was in high school. Okay, I know I'm a youngin, and um, and like me and my best friend Ruben at the time, like I saw him as my Dom Dominic Santiago, right? He he identified with Dom. That was his favorite fucking character, and so. Going through these games, we're just like, like that's our bromance, right? Marcus Phoenix and Dom. I know this sounds real, but you listen, we had a close friendship, okay? Yeah, I would anyway. say no judgment, man. No, no judgment. And, uh, no judgment, okay. <laughs> and when that happened, that scene fucking happened. We were silent. We were just silent for five minutes. And then like, like, I forget, like, what, like, we just started tearing up. He's just like, I don't want to play this fucking guy. <laughs> I forget who he was playing as. He's just like opens up those first thing he says like, oh, I don't want to play this fucking guy. I don't want to play this fucking dog. The placement of that moment too in the game, I think it's relative early to mid campaign that that happens. Gears 3, right? Yeah, it's like a third if not halfway. I think maybe that marks the halfway point. And then you gotta go to uh, Ice ice cube no ice cube ice tea or whatever uh-huh. um and that that guy holy shit is that mad world too do they play that one yeah yeah yeah, yeah man that was a rough one <laughs> like why is ice tea in this game that's the only thing i was just why hey i was down for some ice tea man he's, he's taking the <laughs> oh man pubes at the crime scene or whatever <laughs> <laughs> he's always confused and they're just like Hey, you know that angry, confused cop you play in Law and Order? Yeah, do the same thing here. He's like, "What do you mean, do the same thing here?" Like, we like you, dude. <laughs> do that. <laughs> well, good choice, Chris. Uh, how about you, Jay? We'll, we'll just table the literal table here, and then we'll uh, we'll yeah. pop over to you guys. Okay. Um. So, most disappointing video game moment, or most upsetting. Uh, I have two of them, if that's okay. Yeah, go for it. So uh, I'm a Final Fantasy VII speedrunner, and I was oh, on nice. PB pace going into disc two, roughly seven and a half hours into the run, and ultimate no, it was Diamond Weapon uh, killed me, <laughs> and that's oh, it. Nice. And that's just a waste of seven hours. I'll never forget oh. it. Holding my controller in just straight agony. Um, my second one would be um, me being cocky in an old online game I used to play called Diablo 2. <laughs> okay, so there was an item called the Annihilus Small Charm, and it's plus one of all skills, and it sits in your inventory, and it's really rare. Really, really rare. So what I like to do when I was a little kid, this is ninth grade to give some um, perspective, I used to like to drop it in front of people, and when they ran over and grab it, I would pick it up. Somebody got it. <laughs> well, I suppose that's a tough life lesson to learn. Yeah. Uh, sometimes the trolls troll and sometimes they get trolled. Man. Yeah. So <laughs> when you brought up the topic, those, those two things came up in my mind. This could have been an easier question to answer. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we'll jump over to you, Bobby. Most heartbreaking uh, video game memory. Uh, well, I also have two. Uh, as you know, I've been playing Fallout Shelter, uh, and my save file got corrupted. Oh, um, damn. I, I've the been classic. playing that like, straight for like the past month, and 
damn it's uh, like and then when i've recovered part of the save file from like an older because playstation plus saves your your some of your files to the playstation cloud or whatever the hell it mm-hmm. is but that one was for like two weeks ago so it's like i have to redo mm-hmm. all that so that yeah that's been uh hard to handle that one uh <laughs> but the uh the i'd say probably hard moments but clementine with the uh the walking dead telltale series dude uh, yes. those, that i mean i have two girls uh, so that, yeah, yeah, Clementine, yeah. man, uh, who, yeah, that scene, that was, uh, very hard. Yeah. It, it, it's bad. Yeah. But it was good. It was a great series. I, I, you know, rest in peace to Telltale, but I, uh, yeah, the Clementine that, yeah. yeah I'm trying to think about it. Now. I can't even talk. Yeah. <laughs> choked up. <laughs> yeah, I know. I tried not to. Okay. Sorry. Uh, thank you. Next. What about you, Joseph? You want to hear about the most heartbreak? (laughs) Lay it on us, buddy. (sighs) There were good times. There were bad times. I'll tell you about the good times. Uh, I used to be a 360 owner. And (laughs) I used to go through Red Rings like it was crazy. And it pisses me off because I I treat my consoles really good. And while I say that, like, there's a bunch of books laying on my Xbox One X. Whatever. (laughs) Uh, I treat my consoles really well. And I went through six red rings, but the most painful one was of my Xbox Slim, 360 Slim. Um, I remember when I got my, I had my arcade unit, white Xbox 360, um, and it red ringed. And my brother, being the fucking coolest brother, he used to work at Micro Center, and they had the Halo Reach Edition console. It's like all see-through and shit. It was beautiful. And my brother's just like, let me work my magic because we got a couple of these. We can't see. Look, penny for respects. Um, but like, <laughs> it's like, he's just like, we got a few extra of these. Let me ask my my general manager if we can't switch one of these out. We got a warranty for you. We can't look up. My brother convinces the general manager of the store to get me the Halo Reach console. This thing was fucking awesome i played some of the best games on that console man so many memories it was a console i love so much and microsoft promised they solved the red ring it was never going to happen again what they didn't tell you is the way they solved it was that they removed the red led so it can never happen again but what would the slims have is they would have a graphics card failure sometimes it gets too hot and the graphics card gets defective. It practically melts. And that's what happened to my 360. It was the last. It was me saying goodbye to being an Xbox fan. It was the straw yeah. that broke the camel's back. My one friend, he goes, listen, Joe, you, uh, here's what I'll do for you. You traded in at GameStop because he, he worked at GameStop at the time. Oh, wait, I can't <laughs> confirm or deny this. I'll take the trade in and then I'll defect it later. Um, I'll give you store credit for it. Full credit. And dude, I remember again, I'm a grown ass man. I'm getting emotional while I'm driving this thing. Cause this is it. Like this is my childhood. I'm saying goodbye to it. I used to be the biggest Xbox fan, OG to the end of the 360. This is this is like my brother's like birthday present to me. It's like one of the kindest gestures, and I have to let it go. And it fucking killed me. And from then on, I bought a uh, I bought a PC and a PlayStation. 
And I was just like, I'll just play the PC, you know, PS3 for all like The Last of Us games. And uh, look at me now. Years later, I host a trophy room. PlayStation podcast made by the place for the place. So you know what? <laughs> Maybe it's not that terrible, but it sucked at the time. Yeah, man. I had a couple of red rings. Oh, it's terrible. Uh, they, you know, extended the warranty to three years to try to, you know, mitigate some of that. Um, I ultimately, you know, I stuck with Xbox 360, but the next one that I bought was sort of in anticipation of the red ring coming back. Yeah. Um, I, I, there's a Gears of War special edition that had like the huge like storage at the time. It was like 240 mm-hmm. gigs, which was like massive for, you know, the so time, that's, yeah. that's kind of where I went to like all digital, you know, or started trying to go all digital as much as possible. But uh, yeah, that was a heartbreaking thing when that happened. And yeah. I do recall like you could buy like the third party fans to try to pull some of the heat. Mm-hmm. They got hotter than a motherfucker. And that yeah. thing, like, you know, when it was going for a while, like if you were doing yeah. any kind of, you know, graphically intense gaming or just like marathon sessions. Like it, it was hot. So yeah, been there. Press F. Press F right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'll go, I'll do mine. Really. So mm-hmm. we did a couple, um, uh, something more on the hardware line and uh, I'll do my favorite uh, heartbreaking moment as well. Um, hardware wise. So as I've said many times on this show, I love the dark souls games. I like, I admire the speedrunners. someday. I I'm thinking, you know, I want to do a, uh, uh, a, a brief like um, series, like on uh, my Twitch and YouTube channel. Once that gets off the ground after I move mm-hmm. next week, oh, I'm so excited to do that. Nice. Uh, where I uh, do some training for like speed running, like try to learn how to do it on, and just like lay it all there out on the line. Yep, I am terrible at this. So, like, and just kind of see how much I can improve in, like maybe a month. But be you'd be my son, bro. I'll Thanks, be buddy. Son, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in any event, so Dark Souls Two had just come out. Um, in retrospect, a disappointment for a lot of people, but I was enjoying it. Um, notoriously hard for a lot of different reasons. Um, the health bar that slowly creeps down as you die and yep. get cursed. The trash mobs that are everywhere uh worse i think in scholars of the first sin but anyway i made it to about the three quarters mark of the game really Mm -hmm. found my groove um you know i had the end in sight enjoying myself and uh i live in jacksonville florida where in the summertime um you know it rains and there's thunderstorms just about every day really spring too i think it kind of starts up uh, and they're like short lightning storms or thunderstorms, but they're intense often. So I'm playing and uh, power surge in my apartment. Oof. Game cuts off. No big deal. It auto saves. No problem. Corrupted save file. Uh, and I did damn. not until last year, 2018, finish Dark Souls 2. I purchased it on sale. The Scholar of the First Sin. And enough time had finally elapsed that I had to start the whole fucking game over again. And found that it was actually harder than the last time. <laughs> so <laughs> I almost bullshit. Um, but I did. I did see it through. Um, and I just finished all the DLC um, last month. I played through all the DLC. But it was because it's such a notoriously hard game. And at that time, I wasn't nearly as good at Dark Souls as I am now. Not to suit my horn. I'm you know perfectly average player, like in the grand perspective. But I was still very much getting my sea legs, you know, with that series. So mm-hmm. to get to that three quarters mark was a, an accomplishment for me. It took me a long time and like just a ton of 
like practice and persistence and i just didn't have the heart to start over so i traded it into GameStop and <laughs> and uh just kind of was like well that's that's all that game i'm gonna play i guess you know and yeah. just kind of moved on uh as far as video game moments so i uh, also love mass effect and for every mass effect game i had two characters i had my paragon i had my renegade character my paragon character um was straight Paragon, the Renegade was straight Renegade, and my Renegade character looked like Dolph Lundgren in uh, Rocky IV, kind of by accident. <laughs> Somebody pointed out to me, and I was like, holy shit, he does. But uh, yeah, he was a dick, and I reveled in being a dick as that character. It was awesome, you know, hitting the right trigger and uh, doing all the dick things, punching out reporters, throwing people off buildings, fucking loved it, until I got to the mission in Mass Effect 3, Spoilers, if anybody hasn't played that game, which is pretty old by now, uh, one of my favorite characters, Morden Solus, right, uh, is on the planet of, uh, fuck, what is the, is, is it Tatanka? Is that the, uh, the yes, um, with the Krogan R, and he's got the cure for the genophage, and the most renegade way that that plays out is that he discovers your plan to sabotage the genophage, and you pull out your gun and you shoot him, right? Bad enough, because I love Morton. I'm like, fuck, this sucks. He slowly starts crawling towards the elevator, coughing up blood. And again, if you want to do the worst possible thing, the renegade, you have to keep pulling the trigger. And he's just like more and more hurt every time you fucking shoot him. It really makes you but and then he try he almost makes it to the elevator to push the button to get up, but he dies just short of the goal. And then you just walk away like he's nothing, you know? And yeah. that really got to me. That's the first time, I think, as a gamer where I was like, I really don't want to be bad anymore. Like, yeah. I don't mind role. <laughs> like, I don't know that I want to do this anymore. Yeah. It really That's fucked awesome. with me. Yeah, I was just like, this is horrible. I yeah. actually did not know that was an option to do that because I, I, I always went straight Paragon. So I, I, I got, like, the song, all the, like the like, the... We love you. <laughs> I, I I never knew that the opposite side of that is just to be straight up just murder. <laughs> yeah, at the end, and that last game especially play out like that where um, it's like it's horrible. Like they really make you feel the consequences of all the bad things. I will say the other caveat, and if I had known how this would play out with Warden, I probably would have chicken out here too. Uh, I, there is a little asterisk. I did chicken out on my playthrough where you have the option in the first game to uh, create or commit uh, xenocide and uh, the queen, the Rachni queen. I couldn't bring myself to dump the acid on her and kill her. I let her go even on my renegade, which helped out because she, they became an ally of sorts. So, um, yeah. So yeah, that's my that's my heartbreaking stories. All right, I think that about wraps it up for this week's show. Um, thank you so much, Joseph and uh, Chris and Jay, for uh, coming in for a double bill here. Originally, we just had you guys booked for Kingdom Hearts spoiler cast, which we're doing next. But uh, thanks for jumping in and filling in uh, for, for Zach and Adam, who will be back next week. Um, where yeah, can everybody find you, uh, Joseph? Like what you got to plug and tell. All right. Here I go, guys. Here I go. So, uh, who here has iPhones? I do. You do? You do? Okay, good, good, good. Here's what I need you guys to do, okay? <laughs> uh, go on to your podcast app. Look up the Trophy Room at PlayStation Podcast. <laughs> good. You've done it? Great. Now hit the subscribe button. Don't worry. We're not. Chris has actually got his phone out. Uh, he's putting it up right now. He's, he's got you covered. I can confirm. 
right. That's good. Pornhub.com. What? Wait, no, that's not what he told you to do. Look up Busty. <laughs> yeah. You rate us five stars. Tell you the mystery. You could even say it. Mr. Badbit told me to do this. And then press enter. Because it helps me out. Those, this big, beautiful channel I call home. It's here at the Trophy Room. I talk about all things PlayStation and the greatest games that come out in the sphere of PlayStation. I also do a, a YouTube channel. So go to YouTube right now. Type in Bad Big Games. Hit subscribe there. We also talk about all things PlayStation and games. So check us out there as well. And then Twitter at PS Trophy Room or at Mr. Bad Bit. Again, I tweet interesting things every now and again. Sometimes <clears> I complain. <throat> Sometimes I say something nice. Sometimes it's a gif. It's like rolling the dice. Excellent. <laughs> All right. And uh, Bobby, a.k.a. Smooth, where can people find you, my friend? Uh, yes, I, I, I don't have anything quite like Joseph has. Uh, but I, uh, you can find me on at Smooth423 and Twitch. Uh, that tv slash smooth 423 i got everything uh the green screen everything i'm trying to set it up this week so hopefully i'll be doing uh i got i got a huge backlog to get to uh, nice. apparently because games keep coming uh like that <coughs> red dead redemption so, <laughs> i know i will there's there'll be i yeah that'll be the first one i got to it's gonna be it's a right. late one but I, i'm gonna have to it's all excellent right. yeah and then maybe i'll do one where i try to watch the star wars films i don't i'm still yeah, trying to I want to, but God, they're ugly. Oh, it's just so old. What? It's oh, just, boy. I can't. Well, I've tried. I've tried. Move on to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, so, uh, Jay, so uh, where can people find you, friend? Oh, yeah. Um, you can follow me, Final Fantasy J, at twitch.tv slash the real Jay Harvey. Um, we're doing Final Fantasy VII speedruns, Final Fantasy XV speedruns, Final Fantasy IX speedruns. Uh, right now, we're doing a casual playthrough of Crisis Core. So check me out, twitch.tv slash Harvey. And also, you do a little stream for a little B game that we play called Killer Queen yes. on Wednesday nights. Yes, sir, I do. Um, you can find that at twitch.tv slash KQJAX. That's K-Q-J-A-X. Um, Killer Queen, a great arcade cab game, 5 on 5 MOBA style, Super Nintendo graphics. Um, if you haven't seen it, check it out at twitch.tv slash KQJAX. Excellent. And uh, Mr. McFatter, Chris, where can my friend? Um, unfortunately, I don't stream or anything yet. Uh, but if you want to add me on Xbox, my uh, gamer tag is Violated Clown. So if you guys want to come play Fortnite, Apex, any other game, really, I'm all down for it. That's what's Excellent. Excellent. You two gentlemen will be joining me on Final Fantasy. Separate episode, or not Final Fantasy, I'm sorry, Kingdom Hearts 3. Same thing. Yeah, the, uh, the, the rye whiskey is kicking on here. Kingdom Hearts 3, we'll be talking, uh, you know, full spoilers and a deep dive with uh, these fellows who are big fans of the series. Uh, again, I'm Chris Waterman. You can find me on Twitter at It's Waterman. And uh, you can watch me play uh, Killer Queen probably after next week, uh, coming back out for the regular uh, drafts uh, after I am finished uh, purchasing and moving into my new house. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Drop us a review as well and uh, add us at uh, ECG Pod on uh, Twitter as well. Uh, good night. Thank you, guys. Good night, guys. Take it easy. I'm sorry. It's EC Games Pod at Twitter. That is totally my bad. Good night again. <laughs>